KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, www.kimitzion.org. And today is Thursday. Rabbi Shir by Harav Asaf Bednash, and issues in Hilchot, Hilchot Shabbat. Today's shiur will deal with the issue of showering on Shabbat. <coughs> the Gemara tells us in Masechet Shabbat Daf Lamed Tet that in the days of Chazal, a serious problem arose regarding bathing on Shabbat. In those days, everyone did not have a bathroom in their own home. They went to the bathhouse and they paid some sort of fee. On Shabbat, they went to the bathhouse as well and they no doubt made arrangements for taking care of the fee without any prohibited transaction on Shabbat. And they asked the bathhouse attendant, when was the water heated? And he always had the same answer. This water, I heated it before Shabbat and it's been sitting here since Friday night. Of course, we don't heat water on Shabbat. And everyone was happy until Chazal discovered one day that the bathhouse attendants were lighting fires and cooking water every Shabbat morning and telling the customers that the water had been heated before Shabbat. Based on this, Chazal made Gzeira, known as Gzeirat HaBalanim, the Gzeira because of the bathhouse owners, and forbade bathing in hot water on Shabbat. The Shulchan Aruch tells us in Siman Shin Chavav, Asur Lirchotz Kol Gufo, Afilu Kol Ever Ve'ever Levad, Afilu Be'mayim Shehuchmu Me'erev Shabbat. It is forbidden to bathe one's entire body in hot water on Shabbat, even if that water was heated before Shabbat, because of the problem of those who thought the water was heated before Shabbat, but actually supported a business which involved Chilol Shabbat of cooking water on Shabbat itself. The (coughs) Mishnah Brewer comments, that the Shulchan Aruch made no mention of cold water. Shulchan Aruch tells us it is forbidden to bathe in hot water on Shabbat and adds even to shower in hot water on Shabbat is forbidden. But cold water is not prohibited. Aval Bachami Tveria concludes the Shorach Mutar Lerchotz Afilu Kol Gufo Yachad Ve'ein Sarech Lo Mar Bitzoninim. But under some circumstances, one may bathe in hot springs on Shabbat, and it's obvious that one may bathe in cold water on Shabbat. There's no possible problem that it would lead to cooking and heating water on Shabbat. <coughs> However, the Muggin Avraham in Siman Shin Chavav, quotes a later minog that developed. More than a thousand years after 
the Gemara discussed this issue. As quoted by the Mishnah Brura, he summarizes Katvua Poskim, the Poskim wrote in Nagushalolochot's Klal Benahar O Bimikveh. The Minhag, although Alpidin, the Halacha permits taking a cold bath on Shabbat, the Minhag is not to bathe neither in a mikveh or a bath nor in a river on Shabbat. Why? Because there are various halachic pitfalls that arise when bathing on Shabbat that, although Chazal were not yet worried about, in later generations they found to be causes of, for great concern and therefore forbade any bathing on Shabbat. After all, one might bathe and then wring out one's hair, which would be schita, ringing on Shabbat. Or one might bathe in the river and then walk with a wet body, which is carrying water on one's body on Shabbat, up the riverbank. And that would be carrying water more than four amot in a carmelit, in a public area on Shabbat. And other halachic problems that the various achronim brought up. <coughs> if so, then taking a bath on Shabbat, even cold, would seem to be, <coughs> excuse me, out of the question. We make an exception, Bamako Mitzvah, if necessary for a mitzvah, such as a woman going to mikvah Friday night, or those who have the custom that men go to mikveh every morning, then this minig does not apply. The minig never intended to forbid mitzvah bathing on Shabbat, but just bathing for purposes of personal hygiene, even in cold water, is forbidden on Shabbat. What about showering in cold water? So Rav Moshe Feinstein in the Igris Moshe dealt with this issue and pointed out that in his days, in our days probably as well, most Orthodox Jews think that it is forbidden to sh- even to shower even in cold water on Shabbat. Most Orthodox Jews assume any type of bathing and showering to be prohibited. <clears throat> In my limited experience, I found that even those Orthodox Jews who do shower on Shabbat nonetheless believe it to be prohibited, as Ramosha Feinstein reports. However, he raises the question of what to do with this information. We could interpret this to mean that there is a minhag not to shower in cold water on Shabbat. In the time of the Muggen Avraham, there had been established a minhag not to bathe in the time of cold water. And in the 20th century, they established a minhag not to shower in cold water on Shabbat. Or, perhaps, one should attribute this belief, this widespread belief to ignorance. Maybe there is no minhag not to shower on Shabbat. 
There is just a mistake that people make, that they think it is forbidden to shower in cold water on Shabbat. Not everything that people believe is a minhag. A minhag is that which is practiced under rabbinic guidance, for logical reasons, that which is assumed out of ignorance by people who are unaware of the finer distinctions of halacha is a mistake, not a minhag. So what do we do with this belief that one may not shower at all on Shabbat? Rav Moshe Feinstein is not sure. And while there seems to be room to be lenient, after all, the worst it could be is not only is it not a sur min ha-torah, it's not even a sur mid rabbanan. The worst it could be is a minhag. And we're not sure if there is or isn't a minhag against showering on Shabbat. So it would seem we could be lenient. But where Moshe Feinstein concludes that, that, nonetheless, seems very likely that there may be such a minhag. So he poskins that, ideally one should refrain from showering on Shabbat, and most of us, under almost all circumstances, can go 24 hours quite easily without a shower. Most people do not shower more often than once in 24 hours. However, if necessary, if one really needs the shower because one feels particularly uncomfortable in whatever situation might arise, then one can be lenient and shower in cold water on Shabbat. That seems to have been accepted by contemporary postkim. I know if Lichtenstein concurred with this psaq when I inquired as to his opinion as well, that ideally one should not shower at all on Shabbat because there may be a minute against it, but when necessary, necessary not meaning that uh, something terrible would happen without a shower, but necessary meaning that one would be significantly uncomfortable, one feels that you really need the shower in order to feel normal, then one may shower in cold water on Shabbat. It is often mistakenly thought that showering on Shabbat is forbidden not because of the showering, but because of what follows, the drying off. It is often mistakenly assumed that even if it would be permitted to shower on Shabbat, it would be forbidden to dry off with a towel. Why? Because then the towel would be wet and one might come to wring it out, which would be a malacha, mida oraita, of schita, of wringing on Shabbat. Which is, we assume, part of the laundry process within the av malacha, of milabin, of laundering. It's quite a logical assumption, seeing as how Chazal actually did make exera against picking up wet clothes or handling wet clothes on Shabbat for fear that one may come to wring them out. However, that exera does not apply to a towel. The Gemara tells us explicitly in Shabbat of Kuf Mem Zayin, that one is allowed to dry off with a towel on Shabbat and carry it from place to place afterwards. Seems that in some earlier times, this was in fact not only permissible, but a common practice. People would jump into the bath 
right before Shabbat, would dry off perhaps after Shabbat had already started, and then carry the towel back with them. Why is this not forbidden? For fear that one may wring out the towel. So two explanations are given by the Mepharshim. Either that when one dries off with a towel, since one usually uses a relatively large towel, it doesn't get so wet. It is not meimav mirubin. It is not very wet. And the gzeira against handling wet clothing only applies to very wet clothing, such as if one dipped the towel into the bathtub. But if one merely dries off with the towel, then it's only slightly wet and Chazal weren't worried. Or that a towel is an item which is supposed to be wet, which is normally slightly wet, and the average person is not particular that his towel be very dry. If my shirt got wet, I'm very particular that it be dry. And therefore, Chazal were afraid I might come to wring it out. But towels are supposed to be wet. They're towels after all. And therefore, the average person is not so concerned if his towel is wet. And we needn't fear that he would end up wringing it out. So, for one of those two reasons, Chazal actually did not make Xera against wet towels on Shabbat. And if, in cases where one feels it's necessary, we do permit taking a cold shower on Shabbat, then we also permit drying off of the towel afterwards. And although, of course, you can't wring the towel out, but you can dry off of the towel and then hang it in its normal place. And we're not afraid that you will wring out the towel on Shabbat. After all, we shower every day, dry off with a towel, and generally do not wring out the towel on Shabbat. It's not that wet, and we don't mind a wet towel anyway. So Chazal, we're not worried about schita regarding a towel. The halacha gets slightly more tricky, however, when we take into the, to account the fact that showering involves not only the washing of the body, but the washing of the hair as well. The Mugan of Ram we quoted earlier mentioned that one of the reasons for the hundreds-year-old minhag against bathing on Shabbat is that one might come to wring out one's hair. Assuming that wringing out hair is forbidden on Shabbat. That assumption itself is not so simple. <coughs> the Gemara in Shabbat, Tavkuf Chaf Chet Amid Bet, brings down a machloket, whether Yesh Schita Beseyar or Ein Schita Beseyar, and we Paskin, Ein Schita Beseyar. Rabba Rav Yosef, the Amri Tarvayu, Ein Schita Beseyar. We Paskin, like Rabba and Rav Yosef, 
that the prohibition of wringing liquids out of a fabric does not apply to human hair. Why not? The first assume because hair is not actually absorbent. Cotton, wool, linen, and other fibers actually absorb water into the fibers. Hair, on the other hand, does not absorb water terribly well, does not even trap water between the hairs terribly well. Yes, you can get some water stuck in your hair here once in a while, but it's not really absorbed into the hair because hair is not an absorbent material. However, when the Rambam quotes this halacha, he says that one is potter. One is exempt from punishment for ringing out here on Shabbat. And the Magid Mishnah explains that although there is no Isur de Oraita, one is not liable for Chilos Shabbos for ringing here on Shabbat, there is an Isur de Rabbanan. All Rabban Rav Yosef meant is that on the Torah level there is no prohibition of ringing here on Shabbat. But Midrabanan, they did prohibit ringing here on Shabbat because it's so similar to ringing fabrics that it might lead to ringing fabrics on Shabbat. It is because of this Isur Durabanan of ringing here on Shabbat that the Magen Avram tells us that not only may one never wring out one's hair after bathing on Shabbat, but one of the reasons why we don't generally bathe on Shabbat is lest one inadvertently wring one's hair. What are the implications of this for washing and drying here on Shabbat? The Mishnah Brura and Siman Shin Chavav seems to imply that it is nonetheless permitted to wash here on Shabbat. Sifkat and Chavhei tells us, Mutar l'urchotz panav yadav, Hainu afilu yesh lo zakan, V'hu adin sa'ar rosho, Ach shalo yishatem acharichitzaso. One may wash one's head even if one has a beard, or even the hair on one's head, as long as you don't wring them afterwards. Likewise, he tells us in Sifkat and Chavchet, one may wash one's face, even a bearded face, with any type of soap, so long as it is not a depilatory, which would be forbidden because of the malach of gozes, of sharing or removing hair on Shabbat. So it seems fairly clear that it is permitted to wash hair on Shabbat, even though any act of touching wet hair would seem to have at least some minor effect of squeezing the water out of the hair. After all, any time something is saturated with water and I apply pressure to it, that squeezes out some of the liquid. So why is it permitted to wash hair on Shabbat? So, <coughs> the uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach 
quoted by the Shemirat Shabbat Kilchetan, the beginning of his 14th parak, assumes that perhaps the way we wash hair is we apply pressure to the hair which might drive the water further in, but we don't apply the kind of pressure that would drive the water out the other side. And therefore, while we do squeeze our hair a bit, we don't squeeze the water out, we merely compress the water further in. In which case, we're not doing an act of schita, an act of ringing on Shabbat. And Ramosha Feinstein, the Shut Igrat Moshe, Simon Kuflam and Gimel of his first, uh, in the first Chilek, assumes that it's based on the principle of Psik Reisha Delonichale. There are those who permit an unintentional side effect from which we derive no benefit. Any squeezing hair out of, squeezing water out of our hair, out of the beard, out of the hair, etc., while showering or washing, is unintentional, and we get no use from that water. And since washing hair is only, rather wringing hair would only be asurmid rabbanan in the first place, as we pointed out, since there are other, many other arguments for leniency are brought up by the various achronim, such as the fact that the Gemara tells us that it is permitted to squeeze Pickles, if one doesn't want the juice, according to most Mepharshim, that is because the juice was not originally part of the pickle. Therefore, we conclude, one may squeeze out pickle juice if one doesn't want the juice, because it was only absorbed into the pickle during the pickling process and did not naturally occur there. Likewise, when we squeeze water out of the hair if one doesn't want the water, because the water didn't grow in your hair, it only got trapped there during washing. There are many svarot, many arguments, to permit washing hair, even if that involves some unintentional squeezing water out of the hair. To review, if Shlomo Zalman says one never squeezes water out of the hair, just compress the water into the hair, Rav Moshe Feinstein and others point out it's a psik reisha de lo nichale, which under some circumstances is permitted because one doesn't intend to squeeze water out of the hair. At worst, ein schita beseyar, bringing hair would not be nisur daraita, but only nisur darabanan in any case, and it may be permitted to squeeze foreign liquids out of any object if one's intention is not to use those liquids. And therefore, almost all posts can permit washing here on Shabbat, even if it may involve some inadvertent schita, some inadvertent squeezing. Rav Moshe Feinstein is somewhat hesitant about this. He says, He says one needn't be careful to avoid any washing of the hair and beard on Shabbat. But to intentionally wash your hair, he says only letzorech. He only permits if necessary. But certainly, most posts can assume, like the Mishnah Brura seems to imply, that it is always permitted to wash hair on Shabbat. And even Ramosha Feinstein admits that it is permitted to wash hairy parts of the body, even though the hair will also be washed on Shabbat. And if necessary, it is permitted to wash the hair 
directly on Shabbat. In which case, returning to our topic of showering on Shabbat, since we earlier concluded that showering even in cold water on Shabbat was only permitted when necessary, so once you're dealing with cases where it is necessary and one feels the need for cleanliness in a serious fashion, then generally, if one's body needs washing, one's hair needs washing, all the more so, and where necessary, one may wash one's body and one's hair on Shabbat and needn't worry about the fact that one will inadvertently squeeze some water out of the hair every time one touches it, so long as one is very careful not to purposefully or intentionally wring out one's hair on Shabbat. How about drying off the hair? Now, of course, if one dries off the hair with the towel, then one is intentionally squeezing the water out of the hair, which we have determined to be certainly prohibited. However, Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach quoted in the Shmirat Shabbat Kilchata, in Perak Yudalid, in footnote 64, suggests that it is even permissible to dry off here with a towel on Shabbat. Because unlike normal cases of wringing here, when one dries off hair with a towel, the water never actually exists independent from the hair. The water doesn't emerge from the hair. The water goes from the hair being absorbed in the hair into being absorbed into the towel. This perhaps may be compared to cases of squeezing a liquid out of a solid when it gets reabsorbed into another solid. We're all familiar with the fact that one is permitted to squeeze a lemon if the lemon juice lands on the fish and gets reabsorbed into the fish. Because the prohibition of schita, of ringing, only applies if the liquid that emerges exists exists subsequently as a liquid. If it merely goes from being absorbed in one solid to being absorbed into another solid, then perhaps the prohibition of schita does not apply in the first place. And, given the fact that there are other grounds for leniency as well, such as the fact that on the Torah level, Ein Schita Beseyar, the Torah prohibition of ringing doesn't apply to here in the first place, and one does not intend to use the liquid that is wrung out. Rav Shlomo Zalman concludes that it is permitted to dry your hair normally with a towel, even though that squeezes the water out of your hair after your shower. Many other poskim concur, although others such as the Benish Chai, suggests that perhaps one should pat it gently with a towel instead of applying pressure. So while there is certainly room to be machmir, to only pat one's hair down gently with a towel, Lahalacha, or Shlomo Zaman tells us that it is mutter to dry off, to wash, rather, both your hair and your body normally in cold water on Shabbat when necessary, 
and afterwards to dry off both the body and the hair with a towel normally on Shabbat as well. Of course, one must always be careful not to actually wring out hair on Shabbat. And there are other factors that one must be wary of as well, such as making sure not to use a washcloth on Shabbat, because a washcloth, a washcloth being a fabric, would be subject to the De'oraisa prohibition of schita, of wringing on Shabbat, and one wa- wants to actually use the water that is wrung out of the washcloth to clean oneself, so that could potentially be an actual Chilo Shabbos De'oraita if one used a washcloth on Shabbat. Similarly, one would have to refrain from using a bar of soap, because our minog is to assume that it is forbidden to use bar soap on Shabbat for reasons which time does not allow us to explore presently. But liquid soap, according to most poskim, would be permissible, and one could therefore have quite a normal shower on Shabbat, assuming one doesn't mind the cold water, and assuming it's a case of necessity if one is especially sweaty, hot, dirty, or the like. One issue which time does not allow us to explore is the question of showering on Yom Tov. It would seem to be permissible to shower in hot water on Yom Tov as one is permitted to cook water on Yom Tov for Yom Tov needs. However, there are many conditions which come into play and seemingly, it would only be permitted to shower on Yom Tov if one showered one part of the body at a time, or if one showered in not terribly warm, but not terribly cold water. And while Halacha we can say that the same Halachot that apply to Shabbat apply to Yom Tov, with one additional Kula, that one may shower a part of the body in hot water, or the whole body in water that doesn't have a chill but isn't hot, explaining the logic behind this is not possible given the time constraints of today's shear.